Welcome to Product Success Management Issues, the podcast and video series that explores in depth with experienced product managers and product marketing managers the key issues that affect product success. Sponsored by Wiley and my company, Spice Catalyst, I am Dave Frayden, your host and the author of Foundations in the Successful Management of Products series of books and courses published by Wiley. Be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn. Be sure to connect with my guest also. Welcome, Marcio, to uh, Product Success Management Issues. Uh, before we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself and your, your background and experience. Okay. Well, um, my, my background is on uh, computer science. So I've, uh, I've been, uh, some, some years ago, been a developer. Uh, but uh, in my experience, I've been also uh, in some project management. Then I shift to a different kind of role. I, I was doing sales sales engineering and uh, that was a very nice uh, experience um, founding new territories traveling across the world talking with a lot of customers I think we learned I learned a bunch about uh, how to understand people and uh, and, and build solutions for them that, uh, that was a big background and a good experience and in the last uh, few years I'm, uh, I moved to product so that's where I'm uh, having a lot of fun and uh, improving a product and a uh, making sure that I make uh, customers happy. So you move from engineering to project management, mm -hmm. sales and support, and then product management. Yes. What are the so similarity, similarities and differences that you found in each of those four uh, professional tracks? Yeah. Well, there's, uh, there's many differences. Uh, one, one thing in common is uh, the willingness to help the, the customer. So there's it's different tools that you get, let's say, to, to really understand the needs of a customer, how you can serve them. So as a developer, you build, so you, you build stuff for uh, end users. Uh, as a salesperson, you need to design the solution. You usually don't see it uh, coming to life, but you, you make kind of the, the vision. As a product, it's a, kind of a continuous work on that. So common, common part is really being able to help uh, customers. The difference is really the time frames. Uh, in sales, things come uh, like the results of what you're doing come in a very short time. So you either things fly or don't fly in a compressed time. While in product, uh, at least in this B2B world uh, where I work, it takes more time. So from the moment you take a decision to actually get things done and then to the hands of the or to the end user, uh, it takes more time. So. Kind of your gratification just takes more time in the different roles. Gotcha. And then uh, what is your current function entail? Okay. Uh, currently, I'm a vice president of uh, product management at uh, OutSystems. Yeah. Do you have product managers that report to you? Yeah. Uh, a great team of uh, 12 pro uh, pro product managers. And then we have also a product ownership group. So it's a, it's a big organization already. And what's the difference between product owners and product managers in your company? Okay. In, a, in our case, there's a split more on a who is responsible for the vision, the directions, and uh, making sure that we have a good understanding of from the customer, from the market, to what should be the direction of the product. 
And then the product owners will take those direction and make into more the execution with the teams that will build the, the new features and the, the new products to fulfill the, the needs. So I, I ones are more related to the market, others I, I, to the execution. I assume you're doing agile uh, development? Yes, of course. That's uh, why you have the product owners. Yeah, all the Scrum and... Uh, so are, you have 12 product managers, do they also do the product marketing function? There's um, there's a separate function for product marketing, uh, even though I think there's a huge overlap uh, these days. Um, and again, the boundaries are never uh, 100% uh, well defined, but uh, everything that is like research of the market, uh, understand the needs of the customers, that's done by the project, uh, by the product management. Uh, product marketing helps on the picking the message or whatever new things we develop and uh, make that into the, you know, all the content that needs to go to the website, to the, to the field, to, to the customers. The uh, uh, product ma marketing managers, do they report to you or do they report in, in marketing or are they in, in engineering? No, no, they report to, to marketing. So, uh, yeah, that's a little different uh, organizational structure than I've discovered so far. Uh, I hmm. teach uh, product management and product marketing at Cisco around the world. And the mm -hmm. interesting thing there is that their uh, technical marketing engineers is what they call their product marketing engineers. They mm -hmm. are in engineering and then they hand off okay. to the marketing department. Um, I think I'll pick on that and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I advocate you try to get the product marketing people reporting to you. Uh, so that way they yeah. can work closer to the, uh, the yeah. product managers and the handoffs. Yeah. Would probably I wouldn't say reporting, but at least uh, I think it's important to work very closely. Yeah. I think uh, loops of communication always delay, and I really believe that speed is key. You, you need to be always innovating and trying to experiment and deliver value. So the closer teams get together, uh, the more efficient they become. So that's that's the reason I like your uh, your vision of uh, putting all together. Yeah, one of the things I also advocate is, uh, and there's a, a memo that our listeners can get off of uh, my uh, website at spicecatalyst.com, and it, it goes something like this, and it says it's a it's a memo to your boss. This is uh, hi boss. Uh, I don't know about you, but frequently I go to a uh, cocktail party and I'm talking to a beautiful woman, and she asks me what I do. And so I start saying, well, I go out and I listen to the customer and I try to figure out what their needs are. Then I do market research and I do competitive research. And then I uh, put together the product positioning and write personas so the engineering teams know how to develop it. Uh, and mm -hmm. then I put together the distribution and uh, market strategy. And I put together the pricing strategy. And I said, usually before I only get about a sentence into that, she'll turn and walk away. But if you could <laughs> let me change my title, to product success manager, then people will know what I do. And then, okay. it's, then I have a PS in the memo. If you let me change my title, you could be the product success uh, officer, chief officer, chief product success officer. Mm -hmm. And uh, and if I get married, I'll be sure to invite you to the wedding. <laughs> okay. So I've convinced the magazine that's published out of India to, instead of calling it product management magazine, they call it product success magazine. Uh, and that's why this show is uh, product success issues. Okay, makes sense. Uh, there's a lot of areas that nowadays are moving to being called success. Uh, even even in my company, we changed a little bit what was uh, 
professional services and uh, change the mindset to make sure that it's all about success in this case of the, of our customers. Yeah, they're called and, customer success officers now. Yep. Which was support. Uh, what outside factors do you think will change the function of product management over time? Okay, that's a, that's a, a big question. Um, what I'm feeling today is that there's still some, uh, at least in EMEA, it's still a, a kind of a kind of a job that is maturing. So uh, recently I was in a big event with uh, over 1,000 uh, product managers, and there was a lot of uh, general feeling that uh, we've conquered our space in companies. We're having our impact. We are driving our products. There's even more companies wanting to become a product company, so they need. This, this kind of role, but it's uh, still a notion that uh, it's still an area that needs more um, maturity. There's still uh, not enough uh, good materials, and I know, David, that you're helping on that, but uh, I believe it's still uh, an area that is maturing, conquering its uh, space. There's uh, a lot of challenges uh, that most of uh, at least the people I'm in my network have about impact, about being able to influence the organization without having the you know the, the power it's just the, the, the capability of uh, influencing so I think the area will mature um, on the other hand depending on if you're in a b2b or b2c there's uh, tons of tools and practices that as they mature will make our lives uh, easier um, so all those things will be positive I think it's maturity on the other hand I think uh, cycles are becoming faster and faster so uh, the time to react to market, the you know, the world is just becoming faster. So I believe there will be always the challenge of uh, making the right decisions, but executing also very fast, so that you can always be ahead of the competition. So at least those are I'm feeling, and I think they will. Uh, these trends will prevail for a couple more years. Yeah, there's a a lot of product managers whine about the fact that they don't have the authority, but they're held mm -hmm. responsible for their product success. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of folks don't know that product management evolved uh, at Hewlett Packard in 1938, mm -hmm. and it came from uh, Procter and Gamble that invented the field of brand management in 1932. Mm -hmm. And brand managers okay. at Procter and Gamble had budgetary authority. They had authority over the, the marketing spend, over the advertising budget, over the market research budgets and so forth, and they could allocate that appropriately. So one of the things I advocate is that the uh, product management has authority over those budgets uh, in order to help control mm -hmm. uh, the success of the product. Is that the case in your company or does someone else have the uh, uh, advertising, PR and market research budgets? In this case, it's uh, separate. Uh, so Martin has those those budgets, but I think there's a very close connection and uh, the ability to influence. It's uh, it's effective, deciding what segments we we need to go for and uh, what kind of uh, audience we should look for. That's uh, that's product that, that gives the guidance. Uh, the, the the budget is still in in marketing, uh, but again. Uh, Leading without without the authority by influence, I think it's still healthy. I think uh, just put the onus on a product to make sure that we we bring the right ideas, the right arguments, uh, backing up by the right uh, research. So I, I I don't see it as a, a bad thing. I think just uh, just make us more sharp. Yeah, and, and uh, train your persuasion skills. 
Uh, yeah. But I, uh, uh, I put together a, a, a template presentation uh, mm-hmm. called Ask for the Authority. And it's also up on my website where our listeners and okay. viewers can get it. And it's a little series of slides. All you have to do is customize it for your situation and then take it to your boss and present it to ask for the authority uh, over those areas that you need authority that he's holding you responsible for. Okay. Uh, I know what I'll be doing after this. Uh, <laughs> <set>. <laughs> when, when you hire a product manager, what are you looking for uh, in order to consider uh, hiring them? Okay, there's... Uh... Just a couple of skills they usually look uh, look for. Um, some are more basic, like uh, making sure they, they have the domain expertise on, on the area that they will be managing. I think context helps. But there's, there's uh, I, need to, I usually look for uh, kind of a good evidence from his past work that he can uh, really think strategically. He can uh, call the shots. He's not uh, afraid of taking good decisions. But at the same time, what I also... So at the same time as thinking strategically, I usually look for people that are also able to execute very tactically, like uh, people that uh, keep a, a long-run vision, but they know that they need to keep delivering, they need to keep bringing uh, new improvements every quarter, every week, every day if possible. So having this mindset of uh, keep delivering, keep doing things, getting getting stuff done, that's something I, I look for. Um, then it's about uh, if you think about the personality, uh, energetic people, uh, but at the same time able to hear, able to have empathy with the, the people around them and cre- having the curiosity to really learn. I think that's fundamental. Uh, great ideas that don't get fueled by the right insights won't get us uh, very far. And then there's the, we've been stressing a lot this internal, there is the kind of a, a feeling of uh, accountability. So. Uh, Expect people to to be accountable and to hold others accountable. So it's kind of a consider it done kind of people. So I want to make sure that uh, when I delegate, the person will really take care of that product or and use the, his passion to take it uh, as, as, as far as, uh, as he can. If someone comes to you and says, hey, I want to get into product management, what do you suggest mm-hmm. they do? Well, first, uh, well, whenever, whenever that happened in the past, uh, I tried to kind of uh, look for uh, three things. One was to make sure that uh, the person is passionate about what uh, he wants for the product, or at least the problem he's trying to solve. Um, I usually advise to that uh, if you are passionate about what you're solving, you'll be you'll be able to really prevail because I think it's still a work that requires a lot of uh, resilience. So. I usually, I usually advise on, well, this, is, this, can, this can be, be the best, best job in the world as long as you love what, uh, what you're solving and the people that you're solving it to. So if you have that passion, this, this is amazing, but you need to be resilient and you really need to have some, uh, some empathy for the people around you. But that's uh, what's so usually I try to check and advise on. Passion for your product, uh, mm-hmm. empathy for the customer, mm-hmm. and then what was the and third thing? Resilience. Resilience. Yeah, I because believe. Because they don't have the authority. Yeah, sometimes things won't go your way. Sometimes you'll fail. It's all about you fail and you need to keep trying. Uh, well, some people might be lucky, right? Get everything right at first. Uh, but at least from my experience, you need to keep you know, pushing hard and uh, don't let the the lows 
get you so to, to keep always pushing to really uh, build a, that great product. What about uh, any specific competencies or skills? Mm -hmm. it, would, it would depend on the, the kind of product. Uh, for technical products, I usually try to have also technical people that understand that, that domain. Um, but that's it, I think. Uh, I usually look more for this kind of a, how sharp they are. They're in more of the soft skills to see if they will prevail on this uh, fast motion of uh, product management. Gotcha. Now, can they be, uh, are all of your product managers in the same location or are they, uh, do some of them work remotely? Okay. Only recently we start, we start uh, making the team uh, remotely, some, some members remotely. Uh, it's working well. Uh, I still believe that you, you need to try to build a relation in the beginning between people that need to communicate a lot. So some face-to-face -face time will help establish the connection. But then well, today it's so easy to, to work remotely. Um, as long as, uh, well, the, the rationale in my case for start having PMs uh, remotely was, uh, even though it's good to be close to the teams, it's also important to be close to the customers and to the markets uh, you are uh, working with. So. It works. We just need to be to do an extra effort to to to, to keep the right uh, routines and communication. So that's the key thing: is to have uh, establishing processes for communication. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, today there's many tools, so it's easy. But uh, I think it's making sure to to have a good cadence of uh, communication, even when things get very busy. Make sure that you always have the time to keep talking and I uh, keep some uh, healthy flow of information. Um, sometimes it's good to also spend some time together before uh, just to establish some uh, more personal connections and then people are easy, uh, can easily uh, work remotely. What are, what are some examples of some of the tools? Mm -hmm. well, today it's uh, Slack helps in the more asynchronous communication. So that means uh, if you have Slack. So if you have a if you have a different time zones, it means that uh, you know somebody can drop a question and pick it up the next day. If you have a big conversation going on in one location, the other one will still pick it up and get a good notion of what's going on. So that helps for uh, communication like uh, calls. Well, actually, you end up using either Slack, Skype, WebEx, Hangout. I think we have too many options. <laughs> uh, but uh, but Slack has been lately. Slack has been actually a very very good uh, way of uh, communicating. Great. Well, thank you very much for joining us on Product Success. Yeah. Uh, my pleasure. Take care now. On behalf of my guest and myself, thanks for joining us on Product Success Management Issues. I am Dave Freighton. Be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn.